0: Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. I hope your guys' week is going well. I can't believe that it is Thanksgiving week and the holidays are going to be here any second. Uh, So before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know about Docent. Docent simplifies the experience of discovering new artists and collecting contemporary art. They find themselves at the intersection of helping emerging artists thrive while also helping collectors shop more easily for pieces they truly love. If you want conversation-starting, one-of-a-kind art, they're here to help you find it without any of the stuffiness that art is normally known for. Dosen is different. With a roster full of female artists, transparent pricing to satisfy any budget, and zero intimidations, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy art in their home. Visit shop docent that's shop docen dot com and follow shop docent on instagram So I actually got a piece from them uh, for our bedroom that we have been sort of uh, reviving and redecorating, and I absolutely love it. It was so hard to narrow down which one I wanted because their website has so many great pieces. Uh, So definitely check them out, and you can use code PREPPY15 for 15% off. So I think art makes a great gift for everyone. Um, And I also, I don't know about you, but I love refreshing our house for the new year. Uh, So this is a perfect time to do so with some. Some art. So now for today's episode though I am speaking with Michelle of all in the detail. I absolutely love her pieces um, and Michelle has actually been a consulting client for me uh, for a year or so now so it's been super great to watch her business change and grow. Um, so I think you'll really enjoy this conversation uh, with her about how she started her business, um, how it's changed you know in such a short amount of time and sort of what's next. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? So my name is Michelle Carvello, and I am the designer
1: and founder of On The Detail, and we are located in central New Jersey.
0: Awesome. So I obviously am a big fan of On The (laughs) Detail, have a few pieces, and I've watched you uh, evolve over the past year or so um, with your brand, but we're going to talk more about all those details in a little bit. But I want to first start with you as a child, young Michelle. Were (laughs) you creative? Were you entrepreneurial or into design? Like, Tell me about you as a young kid and sort of where you grew up and um, what childhood was like for you. Yeah. So it's
1: so funny because, um, you know, I've – well, one, as a child, I loved growing up uh drawing and writing and I really loved fashion um for me those were three different ways to express my creativity um and even as a uh, when I was really young like toddler status a funny story was my mom would always tell me that I would always want to just go to Macy's I would cry at like 10 o'clock at night asking can we just go to Macy's and <laughs> it's a little bizarre for a toddler to want to go to Macy's and you know I'm like thinking like why am I you know what really made me want to go to Macy's but then I kind of like took a step back and realized how much my family really was um, a part of fashion. So like my father's side, I had an aunt, she owned her own clothing boutique, um, and she would babysit me. So I was, you know, always around that with the beautiful jewelry and the clothing. Um, And then even for my mother's side, um, my mother and one of my aunt's um, they worked in the textile industry at one point. And then my other aunt, she was actually a, st- a seamstress for evening gowns. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this makes so much sense. Um, but, um, and I also even actually had another babysitter who was a seamstress. Um, but like I said, I loved drawing and sketching too. That was a very big part of um, who I am. And um, from when I was young until now, I was always caught drawing in my notepads and even back of receipts, just like different dresses and shirts. And um, it was just something I loved doing. And I even graduated from high school in the Honors Art Society.
0: Oh, very cool. I think a lot of us young girls like love Macy's and Bloomingdale's (laughs) and it's sort of like a happy place. I don't know if that like started from watching Breakfast at Tiffany's or something like that, but Uh, it's sort of an escape and um, like a Zen place sometimes these these stores and department stores. It's like retail therapies, real like it's a yes. real thing. <laughs> at
1: it's a young exactly. age, I was needing it at two years old. Like clear. <laughs> but no, it's so funny you say that because again, I did, you know, we had our VHS and my parents, they did have breakfast at Tiffany's and I loved watching that and just loved watching Audrey Hepburn such a classic icon and and just seeing the evolvement of fashion like with her and I think it just really spoke to me and just, of course, everything shiny involved in between (laughs) just was a happy place for me. So, um, yeah, it just, there was something about fashion and the creativity behind it that I loved. And then watching, you know, Project Runway and, you know, really loving Devil Wears Prada. So there was just a different language when, when I would immerse into that for some reason. And, and, and I don't, I don't regret it. And, I think I think it's like I said, a great way to express who you are.
0: Definitely. So I want to talk a little bit more. You mentioned that you studied art. Is that correct? When it came time for schooling in college.
1: So it's so when I, I I really loved art in in high school, and okay. I was trying to figure out like, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? Right, that that question that just kind of hangs over your head from like your childhood to then when it's like, oh, it's time to go to college now. <laughs> So ironically, I first wanted to be an English high school teacher oh. so <laughs> very different from the fashion world um, but I ended up changing my major uh, into graphic design so you know i I was trying to see well what can I do like I had actually another cousin who she worked for a brand called Faded Glory and she was their textile designer and I remember she would like tell me about a day in a life as a textile designer. So I, I really liked the graphic design concept of it. And I was very open to see where it would take me, whether would it be to go to marketing or would it be to draw textiles? So, um, you know, I was able to immerse a little into that, but I it, it just, I knew that deep down I wanted to do something in the fashion world.
0: Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So then what was your next step? Like, what was your first career in?
1: So I personally have 10 years experience working in fashion world. Okay. And I, it actually started working um, in retail in Victoria's Secret when I was a senior in high school. Um, and there's just, again, something about working not only obviously with pretty clothes and, mm-hmm. you know, the pretty lights and everything. But I think there was something deeper for me. I loved connecting with the clients and just helping them out. Like I said, we loved retail therapy, right? When you go in a store, you're trying to make a connection with something that you want to buy and just have a great experience and just a fun time. And I really take that to heart because when someone's coming into the store, you know, you're the first face that they're going to see. You're going to be the one who makes that experience for them memorable or not a good memory, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there was just something there that I loved at working at Victoria's Secret. And I just loved retail. I loved customers. I loved people. And um, from there, I was actually able to work at Juicy Couture Retail. And I love that even more. And I think from the difference of Victoria's Secret to Juicy was I was able to express myself a little bit more with fashion. You know, um, associates at Victoria's Secret, we wear all black. Um, whereas Juicy Couture, there's color, there's texture, there's jewelry. Um, and so you're really creating a, a, a look for someone, whether it's someone trying to shop for an outfit for their first interview or a bride looking for her, you know, bridal dress or someone who just had their first kid and they're trying to, you know, buy an outfit to make them feel like the person that they were, you know, like mm-hmm. it, there's just so much behind it. And I, I just loved loved it. Um, and it was also Juicy Couture, I feel, who taught me, my my store manager, my assistant store manager, who really taught me a lot of the back end of retail. Um, you know, it's not just saying, you know, hi, how can I help you? Or just folding a shirt. No, there's so much more involved that I really appreciated Juicy Couture showing me um, from corporate visits to the stock understanding inventory. Like there is just mm-hmm. such a More deep experience into it. Um, So I really felt like this is my happy place. This is really who I am. And I want to do more with it. And then I actually um, grew into corporate um, with high luxury brands such as Chanel, Gucci, and St. Laurent, and even more.
0: That's awesome. And I love how you shouted out Juicy Couture because I feel like (laughs) growing up, that like everyone sort of around our age knows of Juicy, like. I grew up just wearing those juicy sweatpants yes. with the matching uh, top and the t-shirts, and even the other day I was talking to my friend about the charm bracelets that yes. they had. Yes. Um, so that that definitely was part of a lot of our retail experience growing yeah. up. Um, and you're right, you know, fashion and retail. There's so much more to the superficial stuff with it. I mean, even just the displays. Like yeah. thinking about the art and the color and um, everything that goes into that. And, you know, now we're approaching holiday season and they're going to start doing the windows in New York City. Yes. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it's math, it's it's art, it's it's relationship management. It's so much more. Oh, 100%.
1: And our team was very small and intimate, I will say. We were um, always able to kind of explore express what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. So our store manager, his name was Gary and our assistant store manager, she was Angela. um, You know, they would ask us like, well, what do you want to, what do you want to do? So if someone was like, well, I'd like to go into merchandising one day, let's say, right. Mm -hmm. Like you stated, there's window displays, there's the shelving units, and um, there's just so much part of the store. And a lot of times like corporate would give us a lookbook. They're like, okay, we'll make the window display look like this, make the The shelving units look like this, but a lot of times we didn't have the pieces um, because we were a smaller store that, like, compared to New York City, would have. And w- so we had to kind of be creative. And Gary would be like, "Okay, well, who who wants to do merch? You said you want to. Okay, you're going to come here and put something together that would match the brand identity of Juicy Couture and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would it would go to that type of level. Um, actually, while I was working at Juicy Couture, um, you know. I love, I told him I loved working with customers. So they're like, we want you to be a clientele specialist. Um, and, and you're going to have your own, we all had our own books, but they're like, we want you to kind of take the next level of customer service. How can, what are creative ways to get them to come back in? You know, we're not trying to just have a client relationship. We want to have a friendship with them. So it, it was, like I said, it was a lot deeper, like you said, than just the superficial stuff. And, and I really started appreciating the business, even to another level and like, wow, connecting the dots. This makes sense. Wow. This is interesting. So then once I was able to work into corporate, it made a lot more sense. And I felt like I was able to understand so much more. Mm-hmm. And when you're having you know, like those meeting conversations in the conference rooms, like I was able to really have you know, solid, like, oh, yeah, when I worked retail, like, it was like this, and this makes sense. And, you know, so I I have a lot to thank when it comes to G.C. Couture, my two uh, managers, Angela and Gary, for sure.
0: I love that. So then you moved to corporate and you worked with um, some luxury brands, as you stated. So can you tell me about that? Because I'm sure that certainly helped you, you know, when it was time to build your own brand, learning from those luxury, uh, Brands that everyone knows their name and they're they're sort of iconic, um, and also work in corporate kind of. Everyone that I've interviewed when they've worked a corporate job, then they have sort of the structure to launch their own business. I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you work all small business or um, just go into starting your own business, that's mm-hmm. sort of what's lacking sometimes yeah. is that learning the structure. So tell me about your time in corporate and, you know, with luxury brands.
1: Yeah. So um, I, like I said, I was someone who was able to work with smaller intimate teams. I've worked with businesses who are more of medium size to larger size, right, And uh, aka corporate. And, um, I would say with Gucci, I I would, again, I would say like, they'd be like number two of learning a lot. Um, I worked actually specifically in the eyewear and optical department and we were, they were, they were growing companies. So it, it was interesting to see that they were still kind of considering themselves as in a way, like a startup for that department, even though it was a established company, And um, so I definitely learned a lot when it comes to startup business, to watching them grow from like forty to eighty people in a year. That department alone, um, to working, you know, getting things ready for trade shows, for events, Um, and and I was lucky to have like my hands kind of in everything at one point. Um, So it definitely helped me understand, you know, the importance of or definitely sticking to organization and deadlines and um, what what is really expected to kind of keep a business going like it's going to be late nights it's going to be a lot of blood sweat and tears at times and you know especially dealing with a lot of different personalities that have great talent and skills you know how to make them mesh um working (laughs) that would be with like hr side but um to then growing with chanel like um again what i really loved learning from them i was actually um with them interestingly, like during the pandemic timeframe. So when it was first starting to really understand, you know, how is this affecting boutiques, you know, their boutiques here? And, and how is this a plain chain? I'm sorry, <laughs> supply chain affecting the, the boutique here in New Jersey when the products are, are coming from overseas. So, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, continue to connect those dots on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to start my own business, I kind of already had the insight of what to expect and how to kind of handle things if little did I know what was going to happen in 2020, you know, uh, with supply chain shortage, with with things like that. So I would say definitely was able to watch things grow um, from their business end to then kind of take that when it would come time for mine. So, um, and and then, yeah, like, but when, when I was working at those, especially I would say probably more 2020, I was, which you'll hear more about was when I started really having that passion and fire to really start on the detail.
0: Yep. So let's talk about all in the detail then now, like what was that moment where you decided you wanted to do something for yourself and you thought, you know, you had a unique viewpoint or, um, could bring something different to the table. Tell me about that.
1: Sure. So, um, I, I always, like I said, I loved retail, I loved the fashion world, and working in it, I, I love the customer service aspect, right? Um, working at Chanel, I really did actually appreciate how they would do a lot of things handmade, so I felt like, oh, this is so cool. If I, I love the drawing because that was something I always liked, but I kind of just put in the back burner when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do growing up, right? Um, but one thing I noticed about Chanel, they're very exclusive. They're very expensive. Um, but everyone always feels glamorous and gorgeous in it. And I'm like, wow, well, if I ever have my brand, I kind of want to do that, but I don't want to necessarily be exclusive to just like specific people or that you have to spend beyond thousands of dollars just to own one piece of garment. Right. So I always just kind of thought about it never really did anything. Um, again, just keeping it in the back burner. But then one day, I was like, I guess like 2018, 2019, um, my best friend, she actually started her own fashion curated online brand. And that was like, you know, a dream of mine. And I was like, oh man, it's like that dream just started to kind of come out a little bit more and knocking on my door. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm enjoying life here at corporate. And, but again, it just kind of stayed behind me. Like it was in the back of my head and I was really living that dream through her. And again, like, I'd be like, oh, well, if I had my brand, I would do this and I would do that, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just because I would get so excited seeing her accomplishments and seeing her grow. Um, and my best friend and my husband were actually the ones who encouraged me to really start. They're like, just, just start your own boutique, start your own brand. And I was like, no, no, no. You know, they're like, I'm like, nobody really cares. Like, who am I to start something? And but again, I would just keep always giving my knowledge that I would have from working in the fashion world or, you know, any ideas. And both my best friend and husband, they're like, no, you, you should really start something like you. There's something there. You have a passion there. And my husband one day was like, listen, he's like, you're young. Just go for it. He's like, get those what ifs out of the way. You'll now know what the answers are. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. I was like, I'm all in. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yes, let's just go for it. I'm like, okay. So, um, you know, I was ready to invest in myself and I was kind of like pep talking to myself. I'm like, you know what? My coworkers and friends are always asking where I shop. They're always asking where can I find specific outfits. They're even asking if I could be the personal stylist. I was like, I'm going to start putting my business plans together. And that was actually at the end of 2019. And I was getting excited for 2020 and I was like, oh my gosh, 2020 is going to be my year. <laughs> Little did I know. So I'm like prepping in January and February and deciding, okay, how am I going to do my photo shoots? Where's my my launch date going to be? And then ironically, the week I got my business permit, thankfully, I got my business permit, New Jersey shut down. And oh I was gosh. like... Oh my goodness, what did I just get myself into? You get a little bit of a panic mode, but I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm not gonna let this stop me. I'm not gonna let this discourage me. I feel more motivated. And, you know, clearly a lot of plans changed. And like we went to the point where we literally just turned our apartment into like our photo shoot. So that first video that I ever created, I was like, we have color in our apartment. I have like, yellow pillows and this and that i'm like we're just gonna have fun and this is gonna be a sunday activity and thankfully my husband he is a photographer and videographer Uh, he owns his own company yeah so i was so lucky to have him like okay you you have your camera lens okay we're good perfect and you just really have to turn lemon like lemons into lemonade and that has been something going since you know since the pandemic and you just you i mean there are gonna be a lot of curveballs that kept happening but i was like just embrace it and let's let's go for it. So yeah, that was um, how I started my venture with curating pieces for all the detail.
0: I love that. And first of all, how lucky are you that your husband is a (laughs) photographer? Yes,
1: I do not take that for granted. And I'm probably the worst client for him. I'm always like, hey, can we go like now? I mean, I know there's 30 minutes before the sun sets, but can we get like five photos, like five different outfits and like go to this random corner on the middle of the street because the grass looks so awesome there and he'll be like okay <laughs> He's like, well, let me just charge some stuff real quick I'm like okay so it'll be 20 minutes I-, I can do that can you so like I've been a master at changing in the car if I have to like I my okay. biker or towards under with my skinny strap just changing dresses and like glamorous shoes and people think I'm probably crazy and they're like oh there goes an influencer and I'll be like no no this is like my own company, I'm having a photo shoot moment because <laughs> it's, I have like 20 minutes until the sun sets because, you know, up here in North Jersey, Pen, like like uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. it's, it sets pretty early, especially in the winter. So, you know, you exactly. do
0: what you got to do. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, you know, you had toyed around with this idea for a while and then with some encouragement decided to go for it. So, what were the first steps, though, really to launching it? Like, obviously, you talked about doing photo shoots in your house. But I mean, I think some people don't even realize, like, how to get product. Like, going were you um, ordering them online, like, through Drawer? There's all different programs. Or were you actually going to shows and curating? Like, talk to me about, you know, some of the more nitty gritty stuff of idea to actually having a live website and products.
1: So um, that's a great question. So for me, I would say I had a little different experience. I did not get to go to tree shows. I did mm-hmm. not get to have that real introduction. I had so many plans. I'm like, oh, I want to be part of like, have my own, like, you know, shopping experience. Maybe we can like rent out a space or like collaborate with brands. And I had to just cancel everything because the mm-hmm. pandemic happened. and. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, I was really prepping in 20, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I got to see my best friend do what she was doing. So, um, you know, I did a lot of YouTubing and I would ask her a lot of questions and then just kind of take my knowledge from when I worked with Gucci and, um, seeing what they would do. So for me, I actually used a platform called Fashion Go. That was what I personally knew. And then little by little, I then started seeing other Uh, platforms like fair and i saw they had some of the same brands that fashion fashion go had and i was like oh this is so cool you know like so i was just doing a lot of like i said googling and youtubing and just really having um i guess like self-conference meetings with myself and just doing a lot of research Mm -hmm. a lot of like like instagramming like like definitely taking advantage of that search page (laughs) by a lot i would get (laughs) lost at hours like trying to see different brands and just see kind of like, how can I be creative to get known? You know, I, I didn't, I was kind of like just throwing myself into a world of everyone's like, well, who, who's this? Um, yeah. And just really wanting to make that fun and positive experience of shopping when, you know, people aren't shopping as much, people are kind of taking a backseat at even um, dressing up. So, you know, everyone's like, well, just do sweatpants. That's what everyone's wearing. And I'm like, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I know there are people who are not like that. Like, yes, we love wearing sweatpants, but <laughs> we also feel just as comfortable and like cozy wearing a dress at home sometimes. So I really wanted to be true to who I was and, um, and just really wanted to kind of continue with that and, and, in, in my brand identity. Um, and then you know, during research, uh, it was fun because a little bit more with school, you know, I loved psychology. So understanding a little bit more about what I wanted my brand identity to be. And again, for my skills from doing that in Juicy and Chanel and Gucci. So I was like, okay, well, what's my brand identity and designing colors. And it's funny because in 2020, our brand identity was one thing and we slowly kind of changed it in 2021. So it used to be pink and pineapples because I wanted to feel like this is hospitality. And I love the Southern style that we, we do wear up here in the North, you know, and, um, uh, like, especially with Charleston, there's that pineapple and I just love the coastal town. And, um, I was like, I think this is great, but then, you know, we we're now blue and we have a beautiful poppy. So it was really interesting to see even how we kind of kept evolving, um, and wanting to make our branding a little more luxurious. And I was like, no, I think we can do more. So, you know, thankfully, things started to kind of open up. And that's when I was able to to do pop ups and do events. And I, I I noticed that difference in 2021, being able to to feel and touch more things and meet more people than when definitely in the beginning in 2020 when I was like, oh, New Jersey shut down and I'm launching in less than a month. Fantastic. Like, like mm-hmm. it's it, – it was um, it was a very interesting experience to say the least.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Um, but – you know, now your brand is very different than what you launched with. So now instead of curating pieces, you are designing like all of your um, pieces that you're selling on your website. So tell me about that switch and like the reason behind it and then, you know, that process because then finding manufacturers and everything is yeah. a whole other thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I, like I said, I always loved drawing, right? I would literally sometimes be uh, Victoria's Secret. It would be so. You know, take some extra receipt paper, and I'd start sketching. And even from when I was younger, I had literally a binder, so I knew that, des- like, literally designing a garment was in 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 what I wanted to do. But sometimes I'd be like, I don't know, do I really have that in me? Like, you start self doubting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, let me just do curating. I feel there are so many gorgeous brands I can work with, and you know, once you actually do start curating, I, I guess I notice how picky I can be, but like in a good way, right? Um, We're called on the detail because like I said, we're a sucker when it comes to details, but not just details of like, Oh, where's this button going to be? Or how pretty is this fabric? It's also about like sizing and inclusivity. And it's just so much more behind it and working with brands, the sizing is not consistent. And I feel like that's definitely a hard experience for clients when they're shopping online, even more. Um, the fact that there's no inclusivity, like we were just selling sizes small to large. I'm personally someone who's an extra small. So I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. Like I want to be able to also wear the products that I'm selling. Um, but then we have cl- other clients who, who are smaller than extra small or who are larger than large. And I'm like, you know, I feel bad when they would email and ask me like, oh my gosh, do you carry an extra large in this or an extra, extra large or an extra, extra small? I would love to, to, to buy from you and to then say, no, we don't. You know, it's, yeah, that's a bummer because that's not what we're about. We want everyone to be able to enjoy our brands. Um, to even sometimes just really the nitty gritty. I'm like, I wish this came in a different color or I wish this was just a little bit longer or the sleeve was a little bit short. Like it just started really hitting me. And I was like, no, I've, I really want to get into the world of design. Like I just knew by the end of 2020, I really want to kind of look into this. So in 2021, I kind of took a step back, really started looking at my brand. I was like, okay, I want to kind of take us to the next level. I feel like we can do this. I can do this. We got this. And I started to little by little customized pieces. And um, we were able to start working with artisans worldwide. And I was really loving this because you're making those connections with different people. And, you know, a lot of them are women owned uh, their own small businesses and and you're supporting their business. And I don't know, there was just something deeper about it that that I loved. Um, and, and then I started getting actually, you know, those DMS <laughs> and they were from <laughs> manufacturers saying like, Hey, you know, we specialize in this and we specialize in that. So yeah. in 2020, I would say like probably spring, summer, um, I started connecting with different manufacturers and started having samples made and was able to be like, okay, yeah, this fit is not really going to work. This quality isn't what I'm looking for. So I was kind of exploring and experimenting like that. Um, so then met my manufacturer in September and, you know, I submitted two drawings. I was like, Hey, you know, can we do two samples of this, Dress and blouse, which is actually the um, the Clara dress mm-hmm. and the the Teresa shirt, and and they're like, yeah, we can do that. So then, um, little by little, I I I was really liking this, and I was like, no, I think I'm gonna go full out with a collection. Like it it was in me, but I I had a little push, and I submitted extra designs for the full like a full collection, and then um, and then March of this year, we we launched our full. Design uh, first collection.
0: I love that. I love how you saw sort of a a problem in the fact that your customers, you know, wanted different sizes or wanted to have a consistent fit, and then came up with an option for that. Um, So I think that's so smart. So thank you. Now you have all of your designs, which are so stunning. I'm obsessed with the new (laughs) collection, the fall one with all of the pinks, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. What would you say has been the hardest part about, you know, having your own brand? Yeah, I
1: love this question. Um, I think... So
0: <laughs> I have things that I love
1: as well but things you know are can get pretty tough it's it's mm-hmm. I guess like the not so glamorous part of of having your own business so one it's it's you're you're starting from scratch so um you know and I'm grateful with working with Gucci I was able to to see that so uh there's definitely a lot of blood sweat and tears um especially when you're trying to start your own business especially if you're working a full time job and taking care of your family so it It definitely can get a little overwhelming, but it's so important to really stick to your own schedule, deadlines, be organized. Um, But I, I, especially for me personally, I'm a one woman show. So a lot of times it's, it is me behind the scenes doing everything. So I don't see a small two job to get it done. Um, I think it's important to really understand, okay, this is what is needed to grow a business. So then the day that your business is doing amazing and you have so many people working under you, you have that understanding of like, okay, this is what it was like. Right. Um, but I will say, you know, my days are very long and my nights are longer too, I would say. Um, so, There are days where I will be honest where you're, you know, I'm going to bed at like two, three in the morning and then I wake up at like eight, nine in the morning the next day and, you know, but I, I do find it at the end of the day, super very rewarding and I feel beyond grateful and blessed to see, you know, my work is not going in vain, that people are loving what, you know, is being out there and just seeing that growth. Um, but I would say for me, what makes me even more happy and motivated is is seeing our clients wearing and styling our, our pieces like you. Um, it's such a pinch me moment when I see that happen and you get a tag and mention in the story or every client buys again or a first timer and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I I will remember the names and I'll be like, Oh, I, I remember what this person bought. Like, because I get excited. I'm like, oh, what did they get? You know, I'm not necessarily looking at the, how much do they spend? It's like, what, what piece do they love? Like yeah. it's, it's a different mindset when you're looking at all this, right. It's not necessarily sales. It's, what are you going to wear today? Like like when you'd meet with your friends, what did you buy at the mall? Like it's having <laughs> literally one of those moments. And I just, you know, when I get those DMs and those emails of clients loving our pieces and saying like, oh my gosh, this is actually feels so much better than I expected. This, wow, I didn't think the quality would feel like this. Like, And I'm not trying to toot my horn, but these are real messages that I'm getting or like, oh my God, I can't wait to wear this to like, this event that i have coming up or to my bridal shower or to you know brunch or my honeymoon like it's so cool to see that and you're like wow you're making a staple memory for these people like it's it just keeps motivating you and smiling and again those messages are really really make my day and i don't i don't forget them like it it they really stay with me so it's it's worth it and and makes those that hard part so much easier at the end of the day
0: Definitely. And I'm sure it's interesting, like you have your own favorites on the website and yeah. <laughs> that you design, but then hearing what customers gravitate towards, like you said, it's super fun and, you know, mm. interesting. And I'm sure that helps you even with, um, you know, designing the upcoming collections. Oh, totally. For sure. So I want to talk a little bit about marketing because obviously I have a marketing PR (laughs) background and brain. Um, And obviously I'm assuming your images and video helps a lot, which is super helpful that your husband is able to do that. I'm so jealous (laughs) because I've been looking for a videographer for myself and clients forever. Um, But what's been your best form of marketing to get the word out, would you say?
1: Yeah. So um, like you said, pictures and photos are a big thing, especially being online. It's like you can take a pretty picture of anything, but like, how are you going to show movement? How are you really going to get that up close of quality and of the fabric and, you know, like, oh, this actually is iridescent or, you know, you have to be creative with that and just I think video for me is a way of expressing that mm-hmm. um, and really showing. So uh, I definitely like to focus with social media because one, um, you're able to post videos and pictures, um, you know, working with influencers, they they can spread the word for you. It's showing their authentic style. So it's not just, oh, this is how I style it. Like, no, we have now different different personal styles. Like how, how do you do it? Right. Living in different parts of of the United States, whether it's South Florida compared to like Texas, you know? Um, but we also do that email marketing. I think it's important. Um, I think for me, both ways, it's a true way to connect with our clients. Um, and I get like getting that feedback. So if someone's posting a comment or sending you a DM or replying to an email and like, Letting them know, hey, we have a sale going on. Um, I think you're able to to say a lot sometimes without saying too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of get, here's here's what we're trying to say. Here's the main point. Like, <laughs> and here's a nice picture or video with it. So people can be like, oh, I'm reading and I'm also a visual person. So now I get to see the visual of it. Um, and then with, like I said, our, our social media, we're able to um, have different people, um, all different kinds of people, wear your pieces and tag you and whether it's an influencer or or, or someone who was not necessarily gifted a piece. Um, and then we love having some fun with it, like showing some behind the scenes. And we do features with our influencers where we do like, uh, you know, their their edit or top favorite pieces. I, I know we've done a few features with you, which I, I love. And um, even do some giveaways and more. So I just, I think it's a fun way to really connect and and get that, like, on-the-spot response as well from them.
0: Definitely. And I love following you guys on Instagram and seeing <laughs> how everyone else is wearing your pieces too because it's always fun seeing, you know, how you interpret a piece and style it but then someone else has the same piece and how they wear it and what they pair it with is always so interesting.
1: Oh, totally. And I've I've even been influenced by different people and I'm just like, oh, I like that, you know. I'm like, I I didn't think of that either. I'm like, okay, taking mental notes. Like, you know, it's it's a, I just love it. I and like I said, it's it's that true moment when you go over your friend's house and you're like, oh, what did you buy? Oh, what are you gonna wear that with? So I think it's just I see it as like a group of great friends talking about fashion and just having fun.
0: Definitely. So, what's your personal favorite on your website right now? And then what's like just a customer favorite, a bestseller? So that is definitely hard to just pick one. So <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick from our current
1: fall collection, um, I would definitely say the Daniela Teardress, dress, um, specifically in the Floresta pattern. Um, I find many reasons already to have worn it, and um, it's yeah, I I just I just love the 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 subtle dark pink print against the brighter pink fabric. And of course, I'm obsessed with tears and it has smocked sleeves. And I'm just like, yes, give me all the details on it. But it's I don't you know, it's not overwhelming. And I think it's just so much fun. Like yeah, um, it's this dress I've, you know, specifically have gotten stopped many times when I'm wearing it at an event or just to like dinner or even like taking a quick selfie. And everyone's like, I really like that dress. I wouldn't have thought but I really like it, you know, and it's so it's so funny, to, again, to get those feedbacks. But um, from our bestsellers with clients, I would definitely say it's very tied between the Susanna dress and the Andrea dress. Um, the Susanna dress definitely um, has been an influencer and boutique favorite. Um, we really just cannot keep it in stock. So we keep having more and more made. And it does come in two prints. So that gives you like that diversity. And I would say both prints are just as loved. And then with our Andrea dress, um, it definitely, again, is a top seller and it has pleats and lace and option to wear it with or without a sash and it's pink. So, you know, you, you can't go wrong feeling pretty in pink with it.
0: <laughs> definitely. My favorite personally is the Daniela. I like – I right? don't even think the pictures <laughs> – do it justice. I just wore that and shot it the other week. I'm actually sharing it today um, on my Instagram. And I like, when I put that on, I just felt like a princess. Like it's all (laughs) the, like literally in the name, all in the detail. Like there's just so much detail on it and it's so beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: Yes. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I always think I'm like, okay, I, I just love tears. So it, you know, we started it with the Michelle dress and I was like, no, we're totally bringing it into the fall because I feel like, why not? And um, I love that you love it in those prints. So I wanted to to, to give two different options. One that might be a little bit bolder with the print. and In other words, more bolder with the fabric. So you can definitely make a statement walking in with either or. And it's definitely a twirl friendly dress is all I have to say. So when you get your Daniela dress, Patricia, you're uh definitely take a moment to spin in it because
0: yes. <laughs> you feel a little child you're like i don't
1: care like i'm going to spin in my room or in the middle of a field because this is what we do so it's
0: it's going to happen definitely i know i emailed you last night i was like okay i'm definitely going to need the other print in that dress <laughs> i was like do you have that um so speaking of you know influencers who would be a dream person to wear your designs it could be an influencer a celebrity like an icon like who would be a dream for you.
1: Yeah, um again, really hard to just pick one. Uh I've I've been grateful where I've been able to work with influencers who definitely have been dreams of mine like you for example and I I'm like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah, goals." And uh <laughs> but if I can have that wish list keep going. I mean, we have some influencers and celebrities that I would love like Anne Hathaway and Rose Byrne and even Julia from uh, we know Gal Meets Glam and Nicola Abathy and Emily Schumann um, just to name a few so if I ever would see them one day wearing I'd be like oh my god I feel like
0: I've made it <laughs> <laughs> definitely those are all great girls so this is the preppy podcast of course so I ask everyone what does preppy mean to you
1: I love this question. Um, so preppy to me is someone who is classic but loves to play with color, of course. And I think even someone who's just not afraid to play with texture and patterns and mixing it, but they just do it so effort- effortlessly. And um, and then at the end of the day, someone who just loves having a great time with family and friends, like whether it's hosting a dinner and having a nice cocktail or just really having a great time.
0: That's a great answer. I don't think I've heard <laughs> that before. I like, you know, having a great time with family and friends. I think that's certainly part of a preppy lifestyle. <laughs> um, So where do you go when you need business advice? Like, is there a person or a book or um, a website? Like, tell me a place to go for business advice. Yeah.
1: So um, I really, I guess, was I guess I was a little um, inconven- unconventional when I did that. I did a lot of YouTubing back in the day. <laughs> and um, and just really making connections with different business owners. You know, um, if they're not even the same niche, like every person has their unique experience. So asking questions to different people. And I remember one time um, I was listening to a podcast interview and there was a gentleman and he's now a CEO of his own company. And I just... I can't remember the name of it, but he was saying that he knew he wanted to own his own business, he wanted to do more, and he's like, but I don't really know where to start or who to ask. I don't really have that kind of networking. I don't have friends who are business owners, so he actually said he went to LinkedIn, looked up who are CEOs and owners of companies, and sent them a message and be like, hey, you know, I'm wanting to start my own brands and company, and I see that you're one and a business owner what advice would you give me and he said it was actually really interesting to see what responses he would get back and people yeah. answer and i have actually done that with dms and believe it or not people actually do answer and it's amazing and and you start making these connections and it's it's really motivating and encouraging because then one day someone can reach out to you through dm and it might motiv- motivate you to be a little kind and be like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm okay to answer. I feel confident yeah. to give an answer and know that it's like, I don't know, like the competition, just put that aside or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but definitely also watch a lot of TED Talks because there are going to be those days where you're like, I just need a motivational speech. So yes, definitely TED Talks is amazing. But if I personally could give some advice to someone who wants to start their own business or is thinking about it, um, I think some key things are to never stop believing in yourself. That's number one. (laughs) Keep going even when it gets tough. And there are going to be a lot of emotional roller coasters and a lot of (laughs) blood, sweat, and tears. But just remember, it makes you stronger and to trust the process. And you have to stay true to who you are and keep focusing on the love and passion that motivated you to start from the beginning. But most importantly, I would definitely say is don't forget to have fun and laugh because throughout this, this journey, because
0: that's what's going to make it the most memorable part of it. That's such great advice. I love that. I feel like we need to end on that note. <laughs> so, <laughs> My final question then is, uh, what's next? Like, what are you working on? Any sneak peeks? What can people look forward to? So
1: we definitely have a lot going on um, that we're planning to do for next year. One, we've been, again, beyond grateful and honored to continue growing um, our business within boutiques. Um, We are even going to be doing some trunk shows already next year that are being planned. So definitely stay on the lookout for that. And um, we are also hoping to continue to be part of trade shows, which we already will for, for next year. Um, and we're gonna be part of Southern Seas in February, so anyone who's going definitely don't be shy, come and say hi, I don't worry, I am a hugger, but i I do respect <laughs> space <laughs> and um and then, of course, we have already um you know design and samples for for upcoming collections next year, so definitely you're not gonna want to miss those because there we have some different things coming out, different colors and patterns and and even textures,
0: I'll say, so, so that's um, I'll, I'll, I'll end it there. <laughs> that's amazing. So lastly, don't forget to tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you know, your Instagram handle and website URL. Yes, yeah, so we can be found at shoponthedetail.com. Our Instagram is very
1: much the same, so it's shop on the Detail. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we are also actually available even on, um, some amazing websites like fair in the Avenue. And like I said, we're also growing within boutiques. So if anyone is interested in knowing which local boutique
0: we are, um, available in, definitely send us an email or shoot us a DM. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. This has been so fun getting to chat with you.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. It's been such a blast. And again, so honored to be a a
0: guest Um, at the preppy podcast and so excited to, to be here thank you so much for listening to the preppy podcast i hope this put a little prep in your step for the day please subscribe rate and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the preppy podcast on social media